question is tonight, as God looks at us to test, to see how we're resting Him. Let's read some verses, familiar verses in Psalm 37. I'm a noted preacher, so I better get my notes here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I don't have as many pages as some people do. Praise God. But I never do get through the pages that I have. Okay, in Psalm 37, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord. So our first assignment here that God has given is, one place the psalmist said, I... I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. We have to come to the place to remind the Lord that, Lord, we have different joys in life that you give us. Things that you bless us and to enjoy, Lord. But, Lord, we're going to declare to you that you are our exceeding joy. You're the greatest joy of all that we have. So he said, delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. He will create desires in your heart that's pleasing to Him. He will create inside of you uh, His desires. And uh, He has many of them. He has wonderful desires for your life and for my life. And uh, if you delight in Him, you look to Him as your uh, very topmost priority. You, you love Him. You share that love, you walk with Him, you talk with Him, uh, you exalt Him, you tell others about Him, you delight in the Lord. And He said, commit your way unto the Lord, trust in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. So that is going to take time in different areas of your life. And He said, He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Uh, Della was saying a while ago, Stephen brought us a wonderful message last week on fighting the good fight of faith. And she said, well, Stephen's preaching on fighting and you're preaching on resting. It's <laughs> quite a contrast. And I said, well, yes, it is. But even, and I'll mention a little about it in just a moment maybe, but even in resting there's a fight. There's a, but we have to understand how the fight takes place. We have to understand, as we heard last week, the fight of faith and how that takes place. So, but, but in resting in the Lord, if there's a fight, then guess what? We refuse to, uh, to do the fighting in our strength against the situation. It's again, it's a matter of coming to His rest and putting it into His hands and saying, Okay, you fight the battle. Here I am, Lord. If you've got something for me to do in this situation, but I'm not going to try to struggle and fight this and, and work it out in my own mind, in my own power, in my own strength. Here it is, Lord. I'm, I'm, I have a fight of faith. But you know what my fight of faith is, Lord? As we heard last week, my faith, fight of faith is to trust in you and let you fight the fight. Amen? So even in the fight of faith, I'm resting in the Lord for Him to do the fighting. Wait, and He said, wait patiently for Him. Now, what, what all is involved in this waiting patiently here in the Lord? There's several aspects. This is not just uh, 
you know, sort of being um, passive and just, you know, going around and saying, well, I, I hope God will do something. I mean, you know, and all, there's some elements of waiting patiently for the Lord. The Bible says over in Hebrews, it says, Be not slothful. Be not slothful, but followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So you and I, even though we have great and mighty promises that are given to us, we have to inherit or possess our promises by faith. And so here are some of the things that's involved in... uh, you know, waiting patiently. One is to wait assertively. I begin to assert myself in, in this waiting situation with God. I begin to assert myself, you know, with, as we heard earlier, boldness. I, I assert myself, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm depending on you. And in waiting on you, I'm just waiting to assert myself, and also I, I wait authoritatively. The Lord told us to be authoritative, amen? To use our authority, amen? Uh, that's the way Jesus operated. They said, this man speaks as one who has authority, for even the demons are subject to him, uh, you know. And he speaks as one that has authority. And the man that came wanting for the healing, he said... Uh, you know, he said, you don't even have to come to my house, he said, because he said, I'm a man under authority. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and another come, and he comes. So the Lord shared how great faith this man had and granted his request. So I wait while I'm waiting patiently. I'm waiting, and I'm extending that authority out before the Lord. I'm showing him that I believe in the authority I had. I wait assuredly. I develop my assurance while I'm waiting on the Lord. I decree and declare my assurance. Even though my soul may not yet be to a place of full faith, I start with my spirit man. My spirit man is able to believe. My spirit man is able to confess faith. My spirit man is able to decree faith. While my soulical man may not yet have developed the genuine faith that must be recognized by God, to be finalized and validated faith, I'm bringing uh, my confession out of my spirit in order to alter my thinking and in order to alter my emotions so that they come in alignment with the truth of God's Word and the Spirit. And then I come to a place where doubts and uncertainties can no longer dominate my thinking and my emotions, but I've changed that into assurance before God. I wait assuredly. I wait, developed a word here, portionately. And I mean by that, that when you're going through something and you're waiting, you're waiting on the Lord. There's, there's, there's uh, marks, there's, there's places where God is going to take you on that particular quest. And, and you'll go and you may not see anything. And then you'll go a while longer and something may occur and God will apportion out uh, some new direction or new grace or something of that nature. And you're, so you're waiting for God to apportion out to you His grace and His directives in the midst of a situation. Uh, that's, that's what, you know, I wait for. They, people say to me, well, are you healed from the cancer? I say, well, uh, 
I believe that I am. I said, they only have one basic way of testing for that. But I said, I've never felt bad and I've never worried about it and never, never been afraid. And, uh, and all the pointers are good to, to what they're looking for. So I just accepted that the Lord is going to keep me here until my purpose is finished. And I won't leave until then. And I believe at that time with His grace, the same grace that sustained me, will I be ready to go, but there will not be any fear of death. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that last fear that will be demolished is any fear of death. I will fear no evil, for God is with me. Praise the Lord. And I wait attentively. So the Lord says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Now let's turn quickly and read over that familiar passage in Hebrews chapter uh, 3. Hebrews chapter 3. This is such an important passage of Scripture for us. Where the Lord is talking about the children of Israel could not enter into His rest. And there was what? There was one thing that kept them from entering into His rest. And that was what? Unbelief. It says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into His rest, but to them that believe not. Now right before that it said, uh, uh, verse 14, it says, We are made partakers of Christ. Now, this is not talking about partaking for our initial salvation and being born again. It says we're made partakers because the writer here is writing to Christian believers. He said we're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. To the end of what? To the end of validated faith. See, God has to assess mine and your faith to see if we're resting. God has to determine if it's genuine faith or if it's just, you know, uh, something religious, religious talk, or, or, or that we have not uh, fought that fight of faith yet, or the fight of faith to trust in Him. To trust in Him. When He says, fight the good fight of faith, He says, lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on those benefits of eternal So He said, uh, so... We are made partakers. So when, if we hold our confidence, when we start believing for something, we have to believe until we get to a place of rest. We have to get, believe till we get into that place of, of absolute trust where God assesses and determines that it is faith because faith is identifiable to God. Faith is discernible. Faith is, uh, you know, uh, uh, measured and evaluated by God as to see whether it's real. Otherwise, He could not say, you know, without faith it's impossible to please Him. Faith is substance. Faith is substance. It has to be something authentic. And so he said, down here he said, while it's today if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Walking in the flesh or walking after the flesh and always, you know, not, not believing God. For some when they heard did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. This is a sad statement here. But with whom was he grieved 40 years? Can you imagine? Can you imagine this are the people of God that came out of Egypt under the blood? They came through the Red Sea. They were promised a land that flowed with milk and honey. It was their possession. 
But he said, and if you don't really learn to trust God, you suffer all kinds of And we see that they could not in because of unbelief. They couldn't enter their they couldn't enter all the land of milk and honey that the Lord promised, except later on Joshua and Caleb were men that held on strong to that faith. Were some of these people saved? Surely, hopefully they were. They came out under the blood. They came through the Red Sea. They were baptized to Moses in the cloud and so forth. And, and they had the blood applied. But did they fulfill the objective? No. So he said, Let us therefore fear lest they promise being left us of entering to his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached... This is a sad thing. The word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said. There remains a rest for the people of God. So God is testing our resting. And God is not pleased unless you and I are resting in Him tonight. And in verse 9 it says, There remains a rest for the people of God. For he that has entered, he that has entered his rest, watch this, he has ceased from his own works. Entering God's rest calls for a cessation. What are some of those works? When I start obsessing about something, when I'm looking at something all the time that I'm facing. That is part of my works when I'm obsessing, when I'm trying to figure it out. Always racking my mind, trying to figure it out. Designing a plan of my own. Something without just giving it over to God. If you don't know what to do, what is the best thing to do, give it to God and do nothing but believe. And then when He tells you to do something, it'll be something you've done by faith that you can do because the Lord has led you to do it through faith. Ceasing from worrying. Ceasing from toiling with the situation. Not, not accepting panic and fear. You say, but what, what do I do when I feel it come in, when I... Feel it coming and I can't stop it. Well, that means my faith has not become dominant yet. We do what the psalmist said. What time I am afraid. He said, I'm afraid. He said, I will trust in thee. Can you do two things at the same time? Yes. Your spirit man can say, I'm going to trust. I feel this fear. I feel it. But you know what? Lord, I'm going to trust you. I put it in your hands and you're going to drive this fear out. I know you're going to. You're going to bring me into victory over this afraidness and this fear that I have. You cease from your own labors when you enter His rest. You say, I'm not going to deal with all this, this weariness, this worrisomeness. I will tell you... uh, it was unusual tonight. It's nearly 60 years and I have to trust God. And I had to trust Him with those things that came upon me. And tonight, of all things, and it's not always this much, but tonight I felt so 
Uh, I felt so like I didn't feel anointed before I got up here. I didn't, I didn't feel, you know, I mean, I was struggling a little with my feelings. But I just kept on with the work. Kept on resting. I just kept on putting it in God's hand. I kept on trusting. I said, I'm not going to take this. I know what you've said, Lord. So here I am about to finish up, y'all. Praise the Lord. So you cease from your own labors. And you enter into His rest. And in His rest, and I'll close with this, you, you come to replace your struggles on Him. You release the things that has been bugging you and bothering you onto Him. You refocus. You quit looking and obsessing over the situation. Every time it comes back up, you turn it back to Him. Praise the Lord. You relax in Him and His sovereign force and power. You repel the thoughts when it comes back. You said, this is your promise. You said, I can have it. So whatever it's trying to make me feel a certain way or fight against me, I will not receive it. I will not accept it. It's in your hands. Praise the Lord. So we're going to close out now. And... Uh, I want us all to just especially look at our hearts and see if we've come to that place of rest. If the Lord is pleased tonight, is He, is he pleased? Are we at ease in Him? Are, are we exerting ourselves to be at a place of rest where we say, Lord, I'm determined. I'm going to believe. And Lord, we want to all join together and say, we're not going to worry about the economy We're not going to worry about the inflation. We're not going to worry about the gas prices. Lord, you always made a way for your people. You know. Now I know it would be hard for a lot of ladies if they ever had to wear the same shoes for 40 years. (laughs) You know, but in the wilderness, the Lord made their shoes last, didn't He? Amen. The Lord knows always how to take care of His people. So let's all bow our heads for a word of prayer. And let's make it our plea tonight, Lord, if I have not been resting in you like I should, Lord, please forgive me. Because how many of you know that unbelief is a sin? And let's say, Lord, I want to enter your rest. I want to, you know, speak faith out of my spirit, even though I may not feel it or cannot figure it out. But... I want to bring that faith up out of my spirit, into my mind, into my soul. And Lord, I just, I, I'm going to keep putting it in your hands and I'm going to leave it there. My care, I'm going to cast upon you. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all the things that you've brought your people through down through the years here on this parking lot. Lord, for the many times that they've exercised that faith that was pleasing in your sight. And Lord, you were looking and assessing and analyzing our faith. And you were pleased. You were pleased, Lord, when we gave up struggling in our own strength and we rested in you. Because you're the only one that can change us into who we need to be. You're the only one who can direct us in how we need to go. You're the only one that can fight through us the fights that need to be fought. Lord, you do it all. 
You do it all as we trust in you and wait patiently for you and rest in the Lord. Thank you for your love, for your goodness, for all the good things you've done for us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.